We are recording now. <gasps> we are live? Oh my gosh. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the second episode. Oh my gosh, I was going to say the very first, but we've already done this. Uh, welcome to QBT. I'm Shawnee. And I'm Maddie Germs. Um, and you know what? We're two queer babes talking about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. Trying to talk slick, all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> Maddie, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing okay. Um, I have been feeling, honestly, hella stressed this week. So just trying to like live in that truth. And um, at the moment, though, I'm doing great. I'm glad to talk to you. Oh, that brightens my day just a little bit. Honestly, this podcast has been... I don't know, it's episode two, but I'm just like, ah, we're actually doing this, and it's it makes me happy to do it. It's a little bit of bright light on these dark days during this freaking coronavirus. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, getting to talk to you feels good. I have been enjoying having something to check into that is also checking out and also isn't a TV show that I can binge because, I mean, the truth is, and I'm sure you know this about me, I watch tv all the fucking time anyway so being able to do it <laughs> stuck in my house is not exactly novel unlike the novel coronavirus but it is to me a little bit of a saving grace to be able to just check into something that um feels like connection too you know yeah and i mean we're friends outside of all of this we have not seen each other like in real life I, I want to give you a hug it. so bad. No, you know who I want to hug? I want to hug Jolene. Oh my god, <laughs> she's doing great. How's Blue? Ugh, he's doing fantastic. He's living his best life. Honestly, he's so excited. We go outside so much. I know, I know. Jolene and I went and walked to the rose garden a little bit. I don't know. I just like I read online that if you um go on long walks, it's supposed to like help you, you know. And so I just was like, fine, I'm like. <laughs> Grab the dog. I'll, like, get some sunshine and just walk, you know? Yeah. Um, but jokes aside, it was, like, honestly fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know all the science behind it. Please do not, you know, hold me to this. But I just feel like if you're outside and not around people, it's okay. And that's what me and Blue do. We either hang out in the backyard or we go on a walk. And I literally walk in like a 32 foot radius around people. Like I go all the way to the middle of the street when people are approaching. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, this is what makes me feel comfortable. I'm not like six feet. Let's just, let's quadruple that. That math probably yeah. isn't correct. Or maybe it is, but you get it. Yeah. I went to a Christian school, so I don't science too good. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how long six feet is, but what I do know is get close to me and I'm just going to start screaming. I've been overreacting <laughs> a little bit, just like grabbing my pearls a little bit too much and just like, <laughs> screeching at people like a bat from hell you know <laughs> <laughs> you know do what you gotta do that's what i say I that's what i say i honestly can i go on a rant for a second do it. go for it okay so in the realm of how i'm fucking doing i that bat noise honestly triggered me back into like my anger <laughs> self and my anger self has been fully fucking freaking out by i'm so as we know, I'm in grad school right now. Like, ugh, whatever the fuck. So do we know? What are you in grad school for? I'm going to school for my master's in social work mm -hmm. to become a licensed clinical social worker. Um, let these hoes know. Just let them know. That's yes. all I say. Yeah, up and coming. <laughs> um, up and coming counselor in Portland. There's only 98, 7 million of us. But, you know. <laughs> We are actually larger than the population of Portland. It's crazy. Um, all right. So everything's online. All my Zoom classes. I got to log in. I got to like, uh, like put on a hat or something like it's annoying. My thing is if you are going to invite me to class, if we are not able to go to a physical building to be in community, literal community with one another, if your solution to that is to invite me to a Zoom meeting and then your way to like 
kind of foster community on the second week while we're all sitting on our fucking couches or this one poor woman is like literally making food for her three kids that keep coming in and out of the fucking screen do not spend 45 minutes putting us in breakout rooms to talk to each other about like who we are i don't care who the fuck timothy is or his two guinea pigs i don't care about samantha and her fucking rabbits i don't care about timothy's like cousin jonathan who like was riding a bike the other week and now you have to tell your kid that they have to social distance you can't go have popcorn because his mother is a nurse and is like you know opening herself up to a lot of exposure like all of that is real and on an individual level like empathize with it but like why the fuck are you making me spend 45 minutes with people that in truth i am only doing this because i'm in a class with them I get it that some people maybe are feeling a lot more socially isolated and like you probably as a professor want to like foster some sense of joy or conversation or whatever for these people. But let's keep that to five or six minutes. Like let's keep those check-ins small and short and concise. And then if they are natural, if they pick up in a way that is actually like, wow, you're really cool. I'd love to hear more about that. Let me follow up with you on an individual email. Or like, we've had three classes together. It's cool to see you in Zoom. Like, let's talk offline. I don't want to spend 45 minutes going around the room introducing ourselves to each other, which that's air quotes you can't see, because there's no point. Like, I am just going to be emailing with you. I don't really need to know that much about who's on the other side of it. So anyway, that's why I'm frustrated. And I'm so sorry. I just like, it was fucking annoying me. Go off. I mean, let it out. That's valid not to be cliche and online classes are hard man like i hate them i hate the idea of it just feels like you're talking to a computer or to like a robot even though you know there's another you know human being over in there over there you're just kind of like i don't know it's awkward it's weird but also just wasting time on shit that doesn't actually matter right. is annoying as fuck and let me tell you, like, if there's one thing I hate, it's inefficiency. And that's inefficient as fuck. Yeah. Like, I could be learning right now. Instead, I'm learning this bitch's name on the other side of the camera. Yes. Judy, I don't care. <laughs> I was just complaining about hugs. Like, I don't mean to sound like a people Scrooge. I just mean it's about inefficiency. It's about that there's ways to foster connection in online school or whatever the hell that are not taking up my time when I could be doing the readings that you're assigning to me in at the end of this community session. You know what I mean? Like, and I get it. Social workers, we all want to like take care of each other. I believe in that. I love that. But I also have a community already. Some people come into school not having that and I empathize with it. But like, I feel like I already can't keep up with all the people I care about. Shit's hard. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with being a people Scrooge. I'm a people Scrooge. I think it's okay to admit that. I think people who are people Scrooges should all stand up together and we should unite, but not unite too much because we don't like people. And just admit that we don't like people. People are honestly terrible. They're the worst. Yes. I just hate, it just sucks to like name that in a time when we're forced to not see anyone and we're all miserable because of it. And there is also this idea that like, we need to be thinking about the concept of community a lot more because that's what's going to keep us alive and keep this pandemic shorter so that we might get like a glimpse of sun before this is all over. So like, I don't want to be like, fuck all people. I don't care about anyone. But at the same time, fuck all people don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, fuck people who are like out here still in these streets and stuff, right? Like go out for your essentials, go out for things you need, go out for groceries, go out for walking your dog, go out for, you know, weed, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. Don't draw, you know, anywhere else. <laughs> oh my God. My partner came back to the apartment the other day with just this like fucking fat jar of Obamacush. It was truly a glimpse in this dark mm, era. Share. <laughs> yes. As soon as, as soon as I can, um, I'll shoot you some in the, do you play Animal Crossing? Are you a Switch person? Do you have that? Listen, I want a Nintendo Switch so bad. And I feel like I've always wanted one, but I want one, like, really bad now. And I just feel like none are available in the area. Um, if somebody has one that they want to just give me because I don't have any money, um, <laughs> I'll take it. Or if anybody wants to just gift me one, if anybody wants to be a sugar daddy, I am not opposed to it. 
I will let you buy me things and I will continue to talk to you over these airwaves. Yeah, we'll just put your real physical address in the description of this episode. I have a P.O. box. <laughs> okay, work. <laughs> Did you know, up until like the age of 22, I thought P.O. box was like pill box. Like I didn't know how it was spelled. I just, I didn't realize you were literally just saying P.O. box. I thought it was like a po, like a, I don't know. A po-box. Oh. You know? Like, I thought it was a word. I thought it was a thing. Wow. Okay, I thought you said pillbox at first, at first, and I was like, I don't think I understand that, but I get po-box. I don't, that's, I guess I don't understand a po-box, a P-O-box. <laughs> <laughs> Not po-box, girl. Oh, send this in my po-box. That's where I keep all my, you know, <laughs> my raggedy things. Like Lindsay Lohan. Wait, what? <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is one of your raggedy things? Is that what you said? She's in my Poe box. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that new single's in your Poe box. <laughs> it should be in everybody's Poe box. Whether you got Listen, one or not. I Listen, I'm the, I'm the only one who gets to talk shit about it because I <laughs> don't dislike it. Fair, fair. <sighs> I need a breath, Shawnee. I need, I need some... I need a reset from our fucking antisocial yeah, nature. Yeah, you just fucking ranted for a second. So let's just take a second, right? Let's breathe. Let's take a minute. Let's calm down. Yeah. And not calm down in like a misogynistic, like, oh, you're being hysterical. No. I you're mean, having emotion. Shut up. <laughs> right. I mean, let's just like breathe through that, right? Like, let's actually yeah. calm ourselves because we did rant for a second. Um, cool. So here's what we're going to do, right? This is what we're going to call a mindful moment. We're not going to do it every single episode because sometimes I don't want to be mindful every single episode. And that's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes I do and sometimes you do. And that's a-okay. We should all take a moment every every day to just go internal, really, really like breathe through things that we need to think about, that we need to process. And I think that we can do that on this podcast as well. We're not going to take up a ton of time doing it, right? I don't want it to be like, all right, let's sit here and meditate for 20 minutes. Episode's over. Um, no, we're going <laughs> to yeah. we're gonna do it real fast. There's real literally fast. full other podcasts for that that we can do. And I think that we have talked a lot too about probably having an entire episode at some point about talking like the co-opting of mindfulness and meditation from Ugh. like white yoga community. Yeah. But- for now, I think that we can also look at it actually is a good practice. It doesn't also always have to be tied to a spiritual practice. And there's literally no harm in breathing. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be such a, uh, I don't know, doesn't it sometimes to you feel like when we meditate or when people talk about meditation or being mindful, it's like this heavy thing. And I don't think it needs to be that. Like, let's yeah. have some fun with it, right? Like, of course, yeah. you should be aware of how you're feeling, what's going on with your body. And that does require a little bit of quiet and peace. But it doesn't have to be this, like, downtrodden thing. Like, you should kind of be having fun when you get to be to yourself that's the way i look at it absolutely i think bringing some fun into mindfulness is really important and what you were just talking about is actually how i came to mindfulness for the first few times i the first thing i thought was like i'm doing this wrong i'm doing this wrong i'm doing this wrong as someone who like needs to kind of get something right the first time i do it i'm like well i don't want to do this because i'm not doing it right and it took some time of just fucking trying and talking to people who were like you know it's not supposed to be that serious right like you're supposed to enjoy it a little bit like, yeah so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do it okay we're not gonna take long let's take maybe 60 to 90 seconds we're gonna like do a little a little mindfulness it's not gonna be something serious we're just gonna breathe through the emotions that we've had today the things that have bubbled up for us today um so let's first start if you are behind the wheel of a car and maybe you're just like going somewhere that you shouldn't be because it's coronavirus um but if you're listening to this press pause skip forward two minutes yeah um please don't close your eyes or do anything stupid we don't want anything like that like we won't don't text and drive text and drive don't meditate and drive with your eyes closed you can do it with your eyes open so just don't close your eyes that's what i'm saying if you're driving a vehicle or any kind of heavy machinery Everybody else, follow these directions. So, you know, get comfortable, whether that's laying down, whether it's, uh, you know, just sitting down with your legs crossed, with your legs in front of you. You just be comfortable doing you. 
you're going to take a couple of deep breaths, eyes open, deep inhalation, deep exhalation. We're going to do another one, deep inhalation, deep exhalation. We're going to gently close our eyes and just check in with ourselves. What's the first emotion that comes to mind? How are you feeling? Like, honestly, sis, how are you feeling? For real, be real with yourself. If you can't be real with anybody else, be real with yourself. How are you feeling right now? However it is, it's okay. Just breathe, breathe it in and then breathe it out because all of it is none of it is permanent it's all it all passes by right everything's like a cloud so breathe it in and breathe it out all right we're gonna keep doing that for just a few more seconds think about that emotion breathe it breathe it in breathe it out no emotion is permanent they are only temporary. All right, and you're gonna gently open your eyes. And we're back. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? The world is here. Wasn't that nice? That was actually a hundred and or a minute and forty seconds. So that was over ninety seconds. That was. We gotta chop it. We gotta edit. That was one hundred seconds. I'm sorry, you guys. I owe you ten seconds at some point. Um. Okay, so I thought that before maybe we dove into new stuff this week, how did you do on our homework assignment? Oh my gosh, I think I crushed it because it was the homework assignment what? I gave. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm envious. Okay, tell us how easy it was for you, Shawnee, to not check news. Oh my goodness. Um, very easy because work has been stressful, so I just wake up like work instead of like news. Um, but yeah, I... Monday, just so you guys know, we're recording this. What's today? Thursday? You know, we lose track of mm-hmm. days. Um, anyways, I woke up on Monday, wanted to check the news because we recorded last time on Sunday. And because I gave us the homework in my head, I was like, oh, I kind of want to check the news right now. But I, <laughs> right. but I didn't. But then I did before I went to bed that night. So then on Tuesday, I woke up and I was like, no. I'm not checking the news. And I actually got away with it all day on Tuesday. So I was very, very happy. But since Tuesday, I've checked it twice. And <laughs> it has not helped even a little bit. How about you? Yeah, I um every day would be checking the news and then be like, fuck, I'm not supposed to check it. <laughs> so I never fully <laughs> succeeded. But I did. Um, I was at least aware that I was doing it, which is new for the like quarantine segment of life we're in this chapter i like i've been aimlessly connected to devices i was at least like a little bit more thoughtfully connected it's also hard because like i something that like makes me happy during this time is like stupid fucking videos and i find them on twitter a lot but twitter is also mixed with news so it always feels like i'm cheating if i'm trying to keep that goal and then i check twitter and i scroll across it's like oh like dick dolly parton news you know is that your twitter feed it's not not (laughs) i don't have a twitter i mean i do but i don't use it i literally i don't think i've been on twitter in a decade Sure. So <laughs> Sean does not manage the at QBT pod on Twitter.com. But he does all of it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I will own up to this on episode I'm sorry two. Too. I do not. I don't do Twitter. I do Instagram well. I do Snapchat well. I do, ew, I do Facebook well. Um, I also do TikTok well, even though I've never made a video. <laughs> yeah, I I do TikTok well, too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just kidding. I don't have that. Um. Some of the things are really funny. I just wait for everyone else to sift through it and then, like, show me the good ones that make everyone laugh, like, more than thrice, you know? Speaking of TikTok, let's talk about therapy. That was the hardest pivot (laughs) I have ever made. That was a hard pivot. It was hard. I'm sorry. It's a hard pivot, but sometimes you have a client that rambles and rambles, and so you just got to reel her in. You do. I mean... (laughs) 
if you don't know, right, therapy is this thing that people do. And when you're the person on the other end of it, you have to be really conscious of a lot of things, right? Like, are people rambling? What are they rambling about? Are you rambling? Oh my God, am I rambling? Is everybody rambling? Why are we all rambling? What are we trying to avoid? Therapy is an interesting thing because it gets you to question every single thing about everything. I mean, I think that our listeners have probably already caught on, but like, it is not uncommon for therapists to triple, quadruple, quintuple <laughs> overthink themselves and their own processes and everyone's process around them. And it's something that has to get turned off, which I think honestly is a little bit why when that is turned on all the time, some of that kind of really superfluous shit, like I was talking about the Zoom meeting, like that's why that stuff hits harder from home. Cause I'm like, way more in tune or I try to be and then it like there's not a right balance yet for me but that's also you know I'm new I'm learning that's part of that but um how did you come to therapy besides like wanting to think about your brain imploding like how did you come to it either as a profession or if you have had personal experiences with it before uh my mom made me no I'm joking she didn't make me um I was encouraged as a child to go into the medical field I did not want to but a nice mm. happy medium was psychology because I was very interested in humans I think humans are weird <laughs> and i don't get them i don't get myself i don't get others it's just it has always boggled me as to why people behave the way they do why people act the way they behave or the way that they act um i don't know people are intriguing just by nature they are all intriguing on a, on a case-by-case basis as groups as just a population across the board i just find all of it very interesting um so you know i started in psychology, really actually in high school. So I took a, it was like a health class. Um, my junior year, I think, maybe junior and senior year. Gosh, high school was so long ago. And we learned about like most like healthcare fields. One of them was psychology. And I thought, hey, this is actually something that I like and that I'm into. So I took a liking to it, decided to major in it, you know, when I went to college, um, right out, like right off the back. I was just like, this is what I want to do. Realized very quickly, I didn't really like the research part of psychology. I didn't really like the idea of holding, like doing experiments, having a control, a variable, like running the numbers for stats. I hated my statistics class. Um, I didn't like the idea of writing like a whole report, to be honest. The format was easy. <laughs> like, I'm a good writer, I like to believe, but it just felt very like dry and contrived. And I didn't really... Literally so much of that job is documentation. Yeah, it's all documentation. And that's fine if you're into that. I just wasn't. So, you know, from there I started to explore, well, what else can I do? What else does it mean to be a psychologist? Um, which for me ended up being counseling. How do I help people with, with this knowledge that I have? So I mistakenly thought that, hey, I want to go into clinical psychology. I want to do like the crazy shit. And I say crazy in like not a mean, like derogatory, again, like I mean, a cycle yeah, in the way we're socialized, clinic, not that kind of way. I mean, like, legitimately, <laughs> that is a hard career to go into. So, yeah. I thought that I wanted to do that. Applied to a yeah. lot of clinical psychology um, programs, University of Michigan, elsewhere. Did not get in. Was heartbroken because I thought I'm smart enough for this, and just didn't get in. By the way, guys, getting into a clinical psychology PhD program, which is what I was applying for, is insanely difficult. There was no way coming right out of college that I was going to get into that. Like, there's just the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The cards were stacked against me. Let's say that. So um, I took a year off, really got to understand what I actually wanted to do and realized that I didn't have to go into clinical psychology to like help people. I can do that on like a much, much, much lower lift kind of everyday kind of scenario um, level as opposed to it having to be taken to such the extreme sometimes. You're like, I don't need to take my ass to school so it can learn how to suck dick, you know? Exactly. So that's a great metaphor. Um 
Yeah, so I... I don't know. <laughs> so I re-examined myself, processed it, went to school for counseling psychology um, at Columbia Teachers College. Shout out to everybody that I went to school with. Class of... Damn, when did we graduate, y'all? 2013? Shit. Um, shout out to them. I know. Um, did that for a bit, you know, I might've talked about this on the last episode. Maybe I didn't, I don't remember. Uh, I used to counsel disadvantaged youth. That's right. Shout out to them if they're listening. And then I got really burnt out really fast. So I mm-hmm. stopped, but I believe in the power of therapy. I believe in the power of counseling. I believe, you know, everybody should have somebody they can talk to from an objective yeah. point of view. And even if it's not completely, absolutely objective, you should be able to talk to somebody from a very without judgment. without judgment right from like yeah. a truthful place where you can just honestly yeah. be you in front of them and you know that they're not going to judge you for it yeah and i think it's like um i mean thanks for sharing you know yeah, I, kind of I, like I how... for a while there sorry <laughs> no, no no i think i mean last episode i feel like we talked a little bit about just like a brief overview but like this was better at least for me, a more holistic understanding of like how you kind of came to that work and that process and some of the disappointment in there. But what I was going to say was that, you know, therapy as a concept, right, is like, fuck him, but Freudian understanding of like, couch, look away, talk about my dreams and my childhood and how I want to like fuck my mom or whatever, right? Like that's like particular view of this. It's morphed and changed a lot over the years. And then we also know that there are therapeutic things that are not necessarily deemed therapy whether that's like being outside or art or meditation or yoga or like exercise or sex for some people you know like some music like there's these things that sort of unlock the confused parts of our brain and allow us to feel joy allow us to like raise our dopamine and serotonin levels you know um but then there's this process of therapy which is what we're going to be talking about a lot when we talk about therapy which is this dialectical conversation that as you talk about it and as you talk about it in repetition and you have someone potentially like you were saying objective but if not objective i don't know if that's even possible but if not objective at least you know coming from a not outwardly judgmental place and there is healing in that and so i just like want to name that also that that even getting to experience that i think we touched on this a little bit is just like there's so many barriers to even getting into that so it's like i think that you and i are going to have a fun or interesting time (laughs) trying to find the balance between like what is helpful about this and who is being helped and in terms of like when we're talking about therapy while also recognizing immediately there's always a giant chunk of folks that we're leaving out of that conversation just because of the nature of what therapy is. Absolutely. And I mean, that's what I think part of this needs to be. It needs to be what we're doing right now, talking about therapy, like educating people on what it is. I mean, I know for sure, you know, one of those populations, one of those communities that still is having a hard time embracing therapy and embracing the idea of it is a group I belong to, Black folk, right? Like, we, I think that new generations, right? Like, millennials, generation, Gen Z, right? Like, they believe in therapy. They know about it, you know, across the board, not even on, like, a Black, white, racial level. I just think that those generations, regardless of race, believe in the idea of therapy and what it can do for you. Um, I think it's just older generations, to be honest, you know? I mean, I hate to be, like, okay, boomer, but it's just, like, don't talk to me about therapy if you're over the age of like 50 because you probably don't have a good understanding of it. But hey, I'm just speaking from experience. And I mean, it's also like a very, a coastal elite sort of like in LA, we do therapy, you know, like I feel like that was a thing for a long time, you know, but like even in school when I'm watching videos of case studies, either from like a don't do this perspective or a do this perspective, anything from before 1960 has a very, very specific, it's just a bunch of white women, you know, like, and white men listening to white women making judgments about like, whether or not they should feel a certain type of way about doing housework or whatever the fuck kind of patriarchal bullshit they were dealing with. You know, like there's, I think that there is a lot of deserved hesitation with therapy. And I also think that there is a lot of deserved, you know, hesitation from some of that older culture, which has a little bit more of a like, either in this kind of waspy, you know, very white 
culture sense of like, don't tell our secrets. Our secrets are ours. Keep that shit in the family, you know, or on this other sense of like, well, we as a community take care of each other. Why do we need to go when you can have your, you know, aunt, uncle, cousin, friend of a cousin, you can always talk like there's levels of openness that certain communities and cultures have experienced that I don't think always exists. And then there's also the other spectrum of that, which is just like, keep that shit to yourself. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, there's, or you're not praying hard enough. There's like know? the attitudes about it. Right. And then there's yeah. also, which I think about often, there's the, just like the socioeconomic blocks and disparages that just occur within our healthcare system. Right. Like it's just, therapy is also a thing that is so far-fetched for minority <clears throat> populations and cultures excuse me um because they just don't have access to it you know the same way that somebody who is middle class who is privileged who is um white mostly let's just be honest about it like they know about that at a very early age because they've had access to it from day one whereas you know minority minority populations they they don't have access to access for it uh to it from day one sorry um and i just feel like that that at the end of the day generationally starts to impact people right like if my grandmother didn't have access to a counselor or to a therapist and you know worked a job that didn't give her access to health care then she's not imparting that on my mother who then isn't thinking about that you know as she's getting older as she's growing up she, therapy mental health that's not a thing that is even occurring to her because you know maybe for my mom, it's like, okay, we have access to healthcare, but that's for things like physical, going on with your body, right? It has nothing to do with your mind, right? It's at least growing up people in my family. I mean, I have relatives who do suffer from severe mental illnesses. And it's like, you know, growing up with them, it was less about getting them help and more just about, oh, you know, that's just crazy, uncle so-and-so, you know, just being whatever. Or, you know, they just kind of write it off, which it shouldn't be. But also, again, generationally, if you're never taught to look at it as like an issue, not as an issue, sorry, but as like a thing to address as something that, you know, you should pay attention to and figure out, you know, how to best accommodate that person or how to best um, work with them, then it's just something you don't even think about. So, you know, even for the next generation up, somebody like my mother, it's like, all right, I'm thinking about physical health, but I'm not thinking about mental health because that's not, that's still not something that my mother had access to. So why would she have imparted that on me? And then it comes down to the next generation, which I would say is myself. And it's like, okay, I can now understand the next level of all of this, which is mental health. That ties into all of this. So the generations before me didn't think about it this way. I can now think about it. And should I decide to have children, impart that on them, or at least impart it on my nieces, my nephews, et cetera, so that your yeah. generation can then take it and understand that like health is this holistic thing. It's not just about what's going on with you physically and what you can like feel on like a quote unquote physical like level, because I do think like mental health, emotion, how you feel does have physical effects, but like truly taking a second, taking a beat to really understand how you're dealing with your emotions, like why your thoughts are the thoughts that you have. Some, it's something that can help you on so many other levels that we're just now starting to understand and that, that generations before us didn't understand. So Again, it's exciting and it's interesting, but I just think that, you know, our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, it's just, they weren't introduced to it, you know, especially if you were a minority. And even if you weren't, I still think it's something that's kind of new, right? Like, maybe your parents, There's still a lot of stigma, for sure. Yeah, like, maybe your parents went to therapy, right? But did your grandparents, right? It's still kind of like a generation removed. And I still find that very interesting about mental health in general is that across the board, it's still a new thing at the end of the day. It's definitely a new thing for a larger audience. And it's a new thing that what isn't a secret. Like, I feel like people were going to therapists forever, but they weren't telling their friends about it. I feel like we're some of the first, I don't know, Whenever I go to say the word generation, I like can't because it feels embarrassing to say. But so like one of the first generations I feel like that are I saw my therapist today and I talked about this and it doesn't feel like you're telling a dirty secret. It feels like, oh, I love that my friend is taking care of themselves. That's great. You know? Yeah. it's And it shouldn't feel that way. I don't know. Like 
like you're saying, I feel like having a therapist isn't a dirty little secret. It's not like a, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It should absolutely no. be. If anything, like I, I am in therapy, right? Maddie. Are you, That's great. Are you Maddie? Am I? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. So sorry. Yeah. And I, I thought you said, I don't know about you. And then I didn't realize that was a question. <laughs> no, no, no. We're both in therapy and it's something that for me personally, I Whereas a badge, not in the sense of like, oh, look at me, I'm in therapy, but in like, I'm not afraid to talk about it, right? Like if you yeah. are questioning about whether you want to get a therapist or what are the benefits, like, let's talk about it. Like I have, I've had multiple therapists. I've been in therapy for a very long time for multiple reasons. And I've found it extremely helpful um, in almost any circumstance, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you're angry, like, and I don't mean just on like a day-to-day basis. I mean, truly like in life, like I've been fantastic. Nothing has been wrong, quote unquote, like for months, years on like end. And I've still had a therapist that I can, that I just go to the like, talk about how great everything is for like every single session and that's totally fine to do as well like nothing has to be wrong for like you to go see somebody sometimes it's just nice having somebody that you can like really just like hype yourself up to right because sometimes you know you think my friends are probably so fucking tired of me like talking about this shit that i just want to talk about like a therapist is there to just like girl if you're excited about the shit let's get excited about it come on you know (laughs) I totally, I think that that is really insightful. I feel like I'm engaging with therapy for the first time when, I was going to say when things aren't that bad, but then I like remembered coronavirus is happening. So <laughs> there's also this thing I keep seeing going around that it's just like, I show up to my therapist's office and I'm like, there's a pandemic. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> like it's um, <laughs> like, no duh. I'm engaging in therapy for the first time that it, in a space where I'm not coming in crisis, you know, like. And I think it's pretty normal for people to come to therapy either for the first time or whatever when things are really low or things are heightened or things are scary, what have you. You're in the middle of a pandemic and you're isolated for the first time, so you think it might be helpful to talk to someone via telehealth if possible. Like, that is a really normal thing. And thankfully, I am able to be on, like, OHP, like, Oregon's Obamacare right now, and I'm able to have some mental health resources for me on a consistent way that I have never or haven't been able to in a long time or didn't have to have like a copay, even if I was covered with my work insurance, like I work nonprofit shit, like I fed myself like that. You know what I mean? So now to be able to go to a therapist and it not be completely about what's wrong, but I'm able to explore just like who I am, like that shit's fucking rad. It is fucking rad. Okay. I've run out of things to talk about. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, I forgot to tell you this is... This is so stupid, but when I was a kid, I, um, I don't know. I was a little faggot. I didn't know how to deal with it. And so I was acting out and like between like ages of 11 and 13, I was honestly, (laughs) I, I was a mess. I was honestly like a nightmare child. Like I, sometimes I have so much compassion for myself because I'm like, your parents didn't do the best job in handling what was obvious queerness. And I also recognize that, like, fucking screaming for three hours, like, also isn't, like, the best thing to work with, you know? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I hold compassion for both sides, I guess, you know? Um, I'm on a journey to forgiveness. Anyway, so around that time, my dad or my mom or someone was like, listen, this can't fucking happen. So my mom took me out of school and um, took me to a fucking Applebee's. And I was like, hell yeah, I don't have to go to whatever the fuck I have to go to. I can eat this nine pound chocolate cake. Honestly, I would say hell yeah to an Applebee's right now. I know. Isn't it disgusting? (laughs) My friend told me that she has a um, gift card to P.F. Chang's and I cannot wait to use it. (laughs) I want some tofu lettuce wraps. Come with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you're invited. Okay. So I'm in Applebee's and then my mom's like, listen, this isn't just like a mother's son date. And I'm like, what tricked traitor? <laughs> like, oh, I'm so God. angry. She's like, we're going to go see this therapist. And at the time I totally was a, a child. And then two also steeped in Christian culture and therapy was something for people who like, 
I don't even know how to talk about it. It just wasn't for me. I was like, absolutely not. That's not happening. And she's like, well, you kind of don't have a choice. We like fully have to go. And I was like, fine. So we pull up to a fucking Lifeway Christian bookstores, okay? And in the back of this, like next to the book closet, there is this man running a Christian therapy practice in the back room of a fucking Christian bookstore, okay? So I'm like, all right. (laughs) okay and then I get sat down and we do this like intake and my mom's like explaining I'm a nightmare child which like again she was wrong and right at the same time and then you're a limbo child (laughs) (laughs) what a rainbow child well you're a rainbow child and a limbo child you're neither hellish nor nor heavenly I mean I was I still had like a lot of like cherubic features about me but I was also like (laughs) spewing like vile shit you know so i get sat down and this guy is just basically he just basically tells me that i'm not like a good enough christian and that i'm not like following the bible by honoring my mother and father which addressed none of my underlying issues it just made me feel fucking bad and so like we go home and i'm just like i am never seeing a therapist again and my mom's like what it wasn't good and then we threw a fit and then anyway that dynamic happened for like years but i didn't ever have to go again so i had so much hesitation until when i was 21 22 i was just having a fucking time and i went back and all of my thoughts about therapy went out the window when i wasn't seeing someone in the back of a fucking lifeway christian bookstore (laughs) was that sad it was supposed to be funny (laughs) I am in tears over here. That is such a terrible experience. No, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was actually just on mute. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was cackling over here, actually. Oh, my gosh. Um, We've had some people ask us to talk about suggestions for therapists working with queer clients, but I feel like I want to save that for a future combo <gasps> versus... Yeah, let's save it for a future combo because I could talk to you for 10 hours straight about it. We can make it like a 10-part miniseries. Okay, I think zero people will listen to that. (laughs) If you want to hear a 10-part miniseries about queer therapists, write in, you know, write to qbtpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, that's qbtpodcast at gmail.com. Let's take a break. All right. Okay, we're back, friends, um, and we are here to talk pop culture and politics in a segment we like to call, And What About It? Yeah, bitch, what Johnny, about what it? You got? What about it, bitch? Okay, listen, let me go through my little tabs that I have sitting here, and I'm not talking about tabs of drugs. I'm talking about tabs on my browser. I was about to say, if you have acid and you don't bring <laughs> me any, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Let me tell you what I did not stock up on before coronavirus. Acid. Let me tell you what I've never actually done in my life. Acid. <laughs> Okay. We have summer plans, baby. Uh, we better. Okay, listen. Let's talk about it real quick. I have not dug into it yet, but there is a little show on Amazon Prime. Yes, Amazon is the devil, but there's a good show on there called Homecoming. And on season one, uh, Julia Roberts with the teeth, she was she was the star. <laughs> Guess who the star of the second season is? Do you know this yet, man? I don't know. <gasps> It is none other than, are you fucking ready? Janelle goddamn Monet. Oh, cute. Okay. I mean, Homecoming was originally a podcast. <laughs> and then I I liked that show, but it was hard to watch a little bit because I'm like, this is exactly like the podcast and I really like the podcast. But I will totally see new Janelle Monet content. I always want to absorb that little queer baby. I, I love, her. love her. So I'm going to read real quick the little Vulture synopsis. Vulture is like one of my favorite websites. That is not an ad or a plug. I'm just letting you guys know. Um, Culture, she reads. <laughs> um, so the second installment, right, second season of Homecoming, stars Janelle Monet as a woman who wakes up on a boat in the middle of a lake with no memory of who she is or how she got there. Obviously, she wants to figure out her own identity, which will put her face-to-face with the, I guess, the same people that were in the first season, um, which in turn is behind the Homecoming Initiative. <gasps> Layers of mystery. These are not my words. These are Vulture's words. 
Um, and there's some other people on the show. They look cute. Um, I'm excited for that. So it's like the born identity, but like bisexual. <gasps> if it's not, then I demand there be a movie made about that. <laughs> That's the reason to boycott Amazon right there. <laughs> well, only one I know. Agreed. Do you want to talk about Queeby real quick or however you fucking say that goddamn platform? I think it's Quibby. Like, it's supposed to stand for Quick Bites. Quibby. Sure. So, <laughs> listen, this shit is... I mean, I, honestly, that's exactly how I feel about her. And, like, how do you feel about Quibby? I'm like, sure. Sure. I mean, I don't think it's for me. I but love like, a 90-day free I, trial. I love that across the board. Um, Yeah, I... <laughs> I I don't know. I will probably watch some things, but I feel like it'll be a fad and I will quickly be like, no, I'm going to watch this on like my television. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's made for people who have the ability to watch something for three and a half seconds. I kind of want to see that Sasha Velour Nightgowns thing. I want to watch that game show, like gay oh, yeah, yeah. show. By the way, they stole um, that idea I... from our friend Noj. I'm joking. They didn't steal it. That's slander. But I'm oh. just saying, we had a show. It was called The Same Thing. I feel like that's been someone's idea since <laughs> that bitch was on Match Game in the 70s. Ah, okay. So it's not an original idea. That's all I needed I to mean, know. who knows? But I like Matt Rogers and Les Culturita last culturistas like i want to see it at the same time i'm like i'm digging up bells and animal crossing i don't feel like i need to like find something else to look at my phone on you know i don't know i'm neither here nor there for it it just it feels like a thing that people will talk about for a second and then suddenly i'll be like what i feel like (laughs) i'll have the free trial and then i'll never talk about it again and do you know what we can never talk about it again you know what i let's shake hands on that virtually right now Done. Done. You guys didn't see it, but it happened. I didn't even see Maddie, but it happened. We shook hands. We did. Shook hearts. (gasps) Don't shake my heart. Yeah, this isn't the time to be messing with hearts. It's not. And it's also not the time to be messing with Quibi, as far as I'm concerned. You broke your pact. Okay, what else do we have? what What are you feeling this week? Anything jumping out at you in the world? I mean, so Bernie stopped running. That feels Mm. irresponsible to not talk about. Um, in the time of pandemic is a deeply sad thing because I feel like my choices are now between two rapists who have like an inability to be on screen and speak intelligible words in a string of a sentence, you know, just like I did, <laughs> but I'm not running for fucking president. So like, but you could, I don't know, but you could, it feels annoying and sad. <laughs> Um, no, it is. It's super, it's fucking annoying as shit. And I mean, I agree. I feel like right now, I was really hoping that by now, like literally right now on what is today, April 9th, I wouldn't be like, I don't know. I would, I was hoping that on April 9th, 2020, I'd be like, oh yeah, we got this. But like, no, now I'm sitting here like, I don't fucking know. It could still go either way in the fall and that is scary that's scary as shit because you yeah. we're not going there and i don't want i don't want to go there. no it is really scary i do think it's also though irresponsible for folks to not prepare themselves for another four years at least of this like i didn't want to say it you said it it's stupid to sit here and pretend that that's not going to happen like i'm fine with being pleasantly surprised but like annie get your gun you know annie are you okay if you're not go get your gun <laughs> yeah. wasn't that cute exactly like that? that was great this is a great time though to get involved in local politics like i so i'm just trying to think about ways honestly a presidential election is so far removed from our personal lives in so many ways i mean i guess you can make like supreme court arguments and at the same time who biden has put in the in before isn't exactly something that i would want him to do again so like that's a weak argument in some ways to me but speaking of elections and voting do you uh uh-huh. do you think this whole coronavirus stuff is uh engineered for voter suppression oh my god i definitely think that there is a capitalizing on it for voter suppression i don't think that the government in- invented 5g to get people to not vote i do but i <laughs> all right <laughs> well you heard it here folks <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, but like voter suppression laws are also state by state, which only speaks to my argument more, which is like, it's time to get involved in local politics. So, you know, and not just in the way of like submitting a ballot every time it comes to you, but like 
join some sort of coalition, like get involved in mutual aid. Like you can be political without like being involved in a presidential race. Like, and some people don't really always have choices to be political or not. Like you just are because of the body you live in or you're not. And like, I don't know. I mean, you and I are engaging in a a fun creative project right and it also just to me is like the reason that there's salvation is also because there's fucking real terrible very disheartening shit and i feel like it's also okay and i think when you talk about this in therapy like there is a way to hold and name space that was like this week was hard you know i do know um how do you feel about the lady gaga cover chromatica (laughs) hold on look at this shit up real quick I feel like I saw it, but I need to, like, look at it again to make sure that I wasn't tripping. I mean, she also had a really cool in-style shoot. I Is it the one? It looks like Alien? No. Yeah, kind of. The cover is, like, um, it kind of looks like the never-ending story, but then she's got, like... Yes, that's a good reference. um, But it's, like, metal. I don't know. I... It looks really good. I like the shoes. I think it's cool. The shoes are cute. The... It's it's cute. It's there. It's fine. I'm excited, I don't know. I'm I excited like for the... this album. We'll see. I, you know, the stupid love song, I think we both talked about this, is mediocre. So, like, we'll see. I mean, it's really fun and it kind of gets in your ear. The video sucks. But, like, everything else besides that video this era has been really on point. Like, yeah. all of the graphics, all of the promotion, everything has been great, except for the fact that, like, without coronavirus, we would be listening to it right now. We wouldn't be talking about the fucking cover. You think? But, no, yeah, she, it was supposed to be out, and then it got delayed. Oh, fuck. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I, anyway, I thought you were saying that we would be, like, listening to Stupid Love right now, and I'm like, absolutely not. No, we wouldn't. And if I was at a party and they played it, I would I would leave. Do you hear that, everybody? I would leave. <laughs> I I think you're lying. I think that you that shit would come on and you, the you know the not acid would hit and you'd just be like, well, I live in dance space now and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fight with my kindness monsters or whatever the fuck is going on. Kindness monsters. First and foremost, do you know the last time I heard the stupid long so- love song? The weekend was when we smoked and I made you watch it. Yeah, that was probably the last time. <laughs> and you know how many times I had watched it when you showed it to me? That was the second time. That was it. I've probably heard that song and seen that video twice in my entire life. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the um I feel like Stupid Love is like the poppy cousin to Perfect Illusion and I think that they're both fine songs. I think I like Perfect Illusion a little bit better, but they're both fine and they're both really fun and get you out of your head or whatever the fuck. The video sucks, but I like the Chromatica cover. I'm excited for hopefully what feels like art prop 2 or something. I could get Maybe into Born the Boy 2. I could get into that. Art Pop 2.0. Uh, okay. Um, also, Lil Nas X turns 21. Isn't that crazy? Wait, that boy has been under 21 this whole time? Maybe he made a tweet that was a joke, but he like he held a birthday party for himself that was like him holding Elmo, and then he put one candle in a piece of bread. Oh <laughs> it God. wasn't even a cake. It was just like a piece of bread that he stuck a candle I love in. I um, The quarantine birthdays are kind of hilarious like people like driving around the neighborhood and like just like honking as you like get surprised like oh my god i had no idea that there was a caravan of cars that i could see off screen (laughs) oh my god did you see that um there's gonna be a tiger king special on fox that tmz is producing Uh, i know i feel like we're gonna get we're gonna get tiger king burnt out in like another month it's gonna be too much I'm already technically burnt out. I feel like I out. saw something with, like, potentially Kate McKinnon attached and... Yeah, um, that's a whole other thing. That's like a miniseries or something. Okay, that seems terrible. And it has Ryan Murphy attached. It's just going to be, like... Like, I was listening to something today, and it's like, Tiger King is already parody. Like, <laughs> yeah, it already exists in this level of high parody and camp that, like, to fake it, to mask it, there's no way you can achieve that level of authentic ridiculousness it'll just feel like there's it's just gonna be 10 episodes of something that needs to be like a three and a half minute like funny or die skit or something yeah i it is parody in and of itself and i just i don't know like the documentary is so ridiculous it's wild it's a roller coaster if you have not watched it by this point i know there's those people out there that are just like "Mm, i don't watch things when they're trendy this is not just trendy. This is just bonkers. The whole thing is just bonkers. But anyways, 
it's that's the whole point. It's already insane. I don't need any more of that. Like, I mean, I do, and I'm gonna watch, but like, I'm fine with the story I got. Like, I can move on to the next bonkers ass story because there's gonna be another one, right? Like, we're gonna watch another documentary in about six months to a year that we're all gonna be like, oh my god, remember that uh, documentary, Abducted in Plain Sight, or whatever it was? I remember everybody was like, can you believe these parents were so crazy? And I was just like, yeah, they are. <laughs> This shit happens That's absolutely to people. right. <laughs> and Tiger King is also absolutely insane and bonkers, but hey, I'm actually not that surprised. <laughs> people are weird, like I said at the top of this episode. They they people be weird. People do be weird. Um, I don't got nothing else except that there was a series finale for Shits Creek that I have not watched and I haven't watched oh, the season yeah. at all. And then there was a series finale for Modern Family, which was on for like 11 seasons. And I watched maybe two of those 11 seasons. But hey, television legacy. I think I saw something that was like Modern Family's over. I was like, had no idea it was still on. Um, There were some very, very cute things about the Schitt's Creek, which actually was (laughs) one. That was um, my medication for this week. So, Oh, do you want to just move into that? Yes, let's, let's take our heads. I was trying to think of something, honestly, that's been cheering me up because it just has not been, um, you know, a very cheery week for me. And I didn't also want to say, like, I went on walks, which were, like, were very helpful, but, like, so disgusting to say out loud, like, makes me want to throw up. But for me, the Shit's Creek finale, just, um, I have not seen it, but on Twitter... Dan Levy retweeted this thing that his mother put out. And when I tell you that I had to like put my phone down and just like catch my breath for like five minutes and then just like come back to it. It's just so amazing. It's so short and quick and whatever. But so um, at Ting Time, Deb D says, today I regret every single second of worry back in the uninformed 80s, wondering how the world was going to treat my brilliant little boy who loved to twirl. Little did I know that he was going to kick that old world's ass to the curb and create a brand new one at Dan J. Levy, heart, heart. That is like, and then he was just like, thank you, mom. I love you. And it just is like, this person has created this amazing show that like is very queer and has a queer sensibility and is made by queer people, hires queer people, tells queer stories, and also just holds itself as just like charming and hilarious and lovely. But to also have a mother kind of like not just hold her son with love, but also hold her own decisions with retrospect. It was just, it just floored me in a time of that I was not expecting it, especially because like who the fuck has pop TV? Like I've been watching some of the season from like illegally downloading it or whatever shit, but um, I haven't seen the finale yet. I'm so excited for it. And that just like, I fully wept. I had to eat so much chocolate to recover. Be more like Deborah, Mr. Deb. <laughs> Everybody be more like Deborah, please. Thank you, Deborah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so those are my meds. That's what's making me happy. What are you taking? Well, I am taking a mental health day tomorrow from work. Hell yes. Okay, I am so happy. I told my boss, listen, y'all have been overworking me, right? Like, if you have a job right now during coronavirus, you probably feel these effects. Because you're home all the time, people feel as though you're just available all the time. So therefore, you might get a text message, you might get an email, you might get a Slack. God damn it, if I say Slack one more time in a day, I don't know. Um, Yeah, you get those throughout the entire day. Literally from when I open my eyes at 7 a.m. to when I close them sometimes at mm, whenever I go to bed. So either way, it's just, it's been incessant. It's been nonstop. And... I had just kind of had it. So I had a conversation with my boss. I told him, I kind of put up a firm boundary. I said, I can't do this anymore, right? Like I'm getting very close to snapping on our clients. I'm getting very close to like snapping on our team. I need to take a beat and circle back. If you've watched the show uh, (laughs) Cake on FX, you get that reference. Anyways, I was just like, I need a day. I need a mental health day. He was hesitant because because and then he gave it to me so tomorrow i am taking a mental health day and i'm really happy about it because i feel like i've been working nonstop for weeks on end and you there have there is nothing wrong people with 
speaking up for yourself and saying, hey, respect my boundaries. And if you're not going to respect them, then fuck you. But like, there's nothing wrong with standing up for yourself and just saying, I need this time. A mental health day is a real thing. Like not working all the time is a normal thing, people. You know, I know there's such a thing as a workaholic and such a thing as people who are Kind of like, I mean, they're addicted to work. They just want to work. They just want to keep doing things. Maybe it's because they're trying to avoid their emotions. Maybe it's because they don't want to process something. But there are people out there who get a joy and a kick out of working all the time. And there's nothing wrong with it if it's a truly healthy thing for you and you enjoy what you do and you really, really, really just can't get enough. But at some point, like work and life, there has to be an actual real life balance, you guys. Like, you have to actually balance the two things. It can't be all work and no life, right? Like, you will drive yourself up the wall doing that. So, and I know that shit sounds cliche as fuck, but it's the truth. (laughs) I'm glad you're doing that. You have been working way too hard or hard enough. I don't know. I mean, you were saying like, there are people that do that. They do this. But also there's someone in your house who does that and it's not blue. And his so. name is blue. Nope. That motherfucker is working. <laughs> I put his ass to work. I put him out on the corner today. I said, you need to bring some money home. I don't care how you do it, but I'm tired <laughs> of it. <laughs> Blue's got a good ass. He'll figure he it out. He do. He did figure it out. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> completely off topic. Do you know what I watched the other night for the first time, I think in its entirety? No. The Players Club. Have you ever seen this movie? <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. What is it? It's like one of the it's okay, it's like a black classic film, but like Who's in it? B B level movie. It's written and directed by Ice Cube. Bless his heart. And it is about and do you know who Lisa Ray is? Mm. Oh, You're gonna embarrass me. I am gonna Google embarrass it. you right now. Okay. Some people out there know who Lisa Ray is. It was Lisa Ray's like first film debut. Lisa Ray is, you know, you know who the brat is, right? Like, I can't believe I said her name uh-huh. like that to you, but the brat. That is the brat's <laughs> God. It's cousin? weird saying it. It's the brat's cousin. Yeah. Or little or sister? Oh, I know her. Oh, did you just look her up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brat. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's so anyways, that was her first film. It is about her being called this short. She's a stripper. Honestly, it was Hustlers back in the day before Hustlers okay, was the thing. Um, it's her essentially getting introduced to like the strip club world. Her being like a college student who needed to pay for college. And when she's like, I'll start stripping. Um, oh, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is in it. Ice Cube is in it. Who else is in that damn movie? Um shit so many people oh my god all the names are escaping me but like it's a it's good in the sense of like all these just like classic black oh god, actors jamie fox, jamie fox yes terrence howard oh my god yes um charlie <laughs> murphy yes like all these people um yeah. thank you for jump-starting my memory um you're welcome anyways it's a great movie it is problematic they do, sure. you know, it was made back in the 90s, the shit. They say fag in a not, you know, nice way a couple of times. <laughs> um, you know, it's very, there is, still a, there is still a male gaze and it's still very demeaning to women. Do not get me wrong. This is not like. Yeah. But you watched it, you know, you had fun. I had fun. It was great. It also brought me joy because it was just one of those Good. black films that I was like, fuck, I actually think I've only ever seen this in bits and pieces and I've never sat here and watched the entire thing. The movie yeah. makes zero sense, but like, mm-hmm. it's a good old fun I did time. That, honestly, I, I forgot to text you, but I did that with Waiting to Exhale, like, last night. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> I had never seen it in its entirety. I feel like I'd only seen, like, bits and pieces of it, and I just, like, sat down, and I was like, wow, this is so much better than He's Just Not That Into You. And also... Um, <gasps> that is, like, the original He's Not That Into You. <laughs> It is. It, like, honestly is. Except that movie is bad. And this movie was pretty good. The only thing that didn't make fucking sense to me is that part where they, like, sit and, like, watch camels race. Like, what? What is that? That was so crazy. What is that about? I let me know. And they're just sitting there watching camels race talking about, you know, Miss Loretta Devine being a slut or something. Or she's like, (laughs) don't be a slut. She's like, that's why I didn't tell you about it. You know, whatever. But You've never watched camels race before? Yeah, what? <laughs> no, I've seen. I, I went to monster truck rallies. Oh my god, have you really? I mean, I think I've been to like one. I don't know. Maybe I wanted to go to more. I think I just wanted to sound cool. Have you been to a rodeo <laughs> before? No, but I want to go. Me too. Let's go. Okay. Okay, pack your bags. 
It's, it's Pat, girl. I'm ready to leave. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I need to get on your level. I'll be right back. Yeah. Speaking of leaving, it's almost that time, you know, for us to... Do we have um, any work that we want to try and think about for the for the week? Yeah. Um, hmm. Here I go thinking of something off the top of my head. No, for real, honestly. We... I'm going to keep bringing this... What about mindfulness something? We introduced it. Yeah, I was... That's where I was going. Look at you. We're already... Sorry, honey. I'm sorry. We're already I'm in sorry. sync. No, I'm excited. Um... Okay, good. <laughs> No, that's what I was going to say. We're living in crazy, dark times, right? Like, if you are somebody who practices mindfulness every single day, if you are somebody that literally on today's episode was the first time you ever did it, or if you're somebody who listened to today and you said, fuck that shit, I'm still not going to do it, that's fine. But I do want to encourage everybody, just find, even if it is 30 seconds, you guys, 30 seconds. Just find a moment for yourself in everything. Because I know a few of y'all got baby mamas that's blowing you up. I know a few of y'all got some kids that is running around that you're tired of looking at. I know some of you are living with your partner and you just want to strangle them right now. I know a few of you are alone, but with a pet that you also just want to strangle right now. And some of you are just like alone and you probably spent all this time to yourself, but you might be joining a bunch of FaceTime calls and you're over it. Either way, you got something going on in your life that you need to take a beat from. So I just think what I've learned this week that I want to impart on you is give yourself that space, create that boundary for yourself and say, I am taking at the bare minimum, you guys, 30 seconds. That is like a blip on the entire scale of your life. You can take 30 seconds sometime in the next seven days to just breathe, take it internal for a second. Think about how you're feeling, breathe through it, and then go back out to your day and accomplish it. So that's your homework. Just take a mindful moment. That's it. And if you have any questions or want some resources to kind of get started, hit us up in the DMs. We'd love to send you some stuff. Absolutely. Um, well, we've coming to the end of our session. Um, the little timer's coming off, so I would like to... Um, you know, wrap us up and put some closure on some of those emotions so we can continue to go throughout our week. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, I can't believe we finished episode two. Ah, we did it. Uh, as always, thank you so much to Marquis and Shanti Darling for giving us permission to use their beautiful music you've been hearing all episode. Oh my gosh. I have been booty popping every time it comes on. I know y'all have two rules. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to all of our new followers we see you we love you catch us on qbt pod on instagram and twitter um this you know little project doesn't work without your support and promotion so we're already um we're already broke really no i'm good. joking <laughs> what'd you say bitch? i was like we're already broke no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> we need money no we don't we just need your love and attention i need attention i'm in quarantine um, and to end this episode, I just wanted to part us with the words of Amanda Lepore. You're gorgeous and don't die of coronavirus. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>